right now. Yeah, Rod's not here, so I'm hosting the show. How about that? All right, we are in. It is the Rod Peterson Show, and today, one final day of the Darren DuPont Show before we officially are in Christmas. Because for me, it always starts on December 24th and Christmas Eve, and we say good morning to those in Western Canada. Good afternoon if you're out east, and hello, welcome to the Rod Peterson Show. Yeah, Rod's on the Christmas vacation already so we're in today and gonna have some fun over the next two hours here on game plus tv and if you're watching on the youtube live feed or you're listening on the podcast or listening at rodpeterson.com with the listen live we are set and ready to go today we're going to get into some cfl topics we're going to get into the nhl a little bit today as well fun stuff there we're going to get to the nfl um that's going to be a lot of fun um, as we get set for the Thursday nighter tonight, Tennessee and San Francisco, there's bowl games going on. UCF's got the Florida Gators today in the late game. Um, I believe um, University of Miami, Ohio's in the other bowl game today. So that will be a lot of fun. Uh, guests today on the show, Darren Bombing's going to be in in just a few minutes here um, from Bonfire Sports and from Winnipeg. He's going to join us uh, throughout the portion. We had Justin Duncan yesterday, who coincidentally was not the rock star of the day yesterday for Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. We'll get to that in a second. It was actually one of you that was the rock star of the day yesterday. So hang on to this. But um, Dunk was in yesterday, and thanks to him. But Darren Bombing will be around today. Uh, coming up later on in the program, Jim Mullen, the president of Football Canada, uh, will be along. It'll be fun to catch up with Jim. I watched the Vanier Cup, actually, at Jim's place um, in, uh, in Vancouver, just off the island. So... I'll have Jim coming up, and then Brendan Batchelor, the voice of the Vancouver Canucks. Maybe the NHL's most interesting story heading into the Christmas break is the Vancouver Canucks, winners of six in a row, eight of their last ten, and uh, the Vancouver Canucks trying to find themselves back into the playoff picture. Will they be able to? Are they a playoff team? We'll find out uh, coming up with Brendan Batchelor in hour two. Okay, rock star of the day from yesterday was free Oleg. I don't know if Clark, if you were following a, oh, if you were following the comments yesterday, but just like killing it with hilarious comments on YouTube yesterday. And, and the other viewers noticed. And uh, so it was pretty funny uh, in the comment section from free Oleg. So I don't know if this is the first time a viewer has been a rock star of the day, but the comments were good enough for me. So get your comments in on YouTube. We'll get, them, uh, get to them uh, coming up here, and we'll say good morning. Merry Christmas to everybody. Um, we'll get to the YouTube chat here. I'll pull that up, and we'll also get to the text line at uh, 902-518-3033. But let's bring in Darren Bombing, who's standing by in uh, his beautiful home studio in Winnipeg. Good morning, Darren. How you doing, Darren? Is it like the dupes um, show? It's like Darren Dupont. It's almost I, like dupe, duplex, du doubles of Darren here. I, but uh, I know we know you got the better cube. spelling. Dupont cubed, Darren cubed. That? Yeah, well, I'll, sure. I got the the real spelling. I'm not too picky on that, but um, anyways, I got the I got the Darren I got the Darren Shannon spelling for those uh, Jets 1.0 yes. fans out there. Double R I. Okay, you got the Darren Hoopa. That was my favorite Darren in the yes. NHL back in the day, the Buffalo Sabres goaltender. That's unreal. Well, there was three Darrens on my dad's side of the family. Well, there is. And every year at Grandma's, wow. while she, when she was still around, we all would go over there for Christmas. And the gifts would have to say Darren O, Darren D. Um, and there was two Darren Ds, obviously. 
but one was an I in like yours, so that was easy to differentiate. But you never knew when grandma was calling for Darren who she was looking for. There was three of us. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, well, I imagine TSN's like that too. Darren Dreger, uh, Darren Detition, uh, and then you got Darren Millard over on the other side. But some of those guys used to work together in the prairies back in the day, junior hockey and, and regional television. So I imagine it was similar at those those wild 1990s holiday parties of the media. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine. I can't. I can't imagine. Look, I'm at the Winyard Composite High School. This is where I went to school. Um, and the reason I'm here, I mentioned this yesterday, um, Mom and dad don't have good enough internet, of course, right? And Winyard, Saskatchewan, we can't get the internet service to uh, to do the show live or to jump on a video call. So I reached out to some teachers here and said, hey, is there an opportunity to come do it at the school? They opened the doors. Like, this has been awesome. I, I was hanging out all morning, um, prepping for the show, playing basketball. Like, I had the school to myself, which was great. And then they were so awesome a couple of nights ago that they invited me to their staff Christmas party. And you want to talk about letting the hair down a little bit like you think teachers are yeah. just like prim and proper and structured and and rules and they told me that was one of the tamer christmas parties that they've had but uh i'm still recovering like at, so uh, at the best at the best of times teachers probably want to pull their hair out right and now you put in what this last year and yes. a half two years has been like in uh, a school setting uh, you gotta let loose or else you're just gonna go insane you know yeah, so shout-outs. We were at the uh, this new place in town. It's called Beer Pizza Golf. Um, I don't know if I can... Uh, there you go. Beer Pizza Golf. That's owned by um, a girl I went to high school with, Ashley, and her husband, Michael. Uh, they started it. So, like, I love the entrepreneurship thing. She's... she. Uh, if I say hairdresser, I don't know if that's the right term in the business, and I don't want to be... You know. Stylist. But anyways... So they've got, yeah, she's got a salon in there. They've got a little clothing store. Then they've got a little coffee shop. So uh, they've hooked me up with the coffee wow. every morning. I stopped in. It's great to have a visit. And then in the back, they've got a couple of golf simulators. And that's where we're hanging out for the uh, Christmas party. So a couple of uh, entrepreneurs Amazing. in town and doing a great job. And it's, uh, it's awesome. So well, let's get I, into I, it I today. Um, we don't. Yeah, let's yeah, get into go. it. Well, I was going to say, I know where yeah. I'm headed Labor Day weekend when uh, I'll make my annual pilgrimage. To the queen city that's right that's right I go like come it. up uh come up the highway so it's perfect um look today on the show again jim mullen's coming up brendan bachelor's coming up but there's a couple of things i want to get to um tonight obviously is a thursday nighter we've got um some nhl talk to get to wayne gretzky has uh, some things to say that i want to touch on but i want to start with you um in the cfl and i know justin was on he went pretty deep on this but we went pretty deep on on winnipeg darren and you know, just recapping this year from a Winnipeg mm -hmm. Blue Bombers perspective, because I know you cover them very closely and you cover the league at Bonfire and you were at the Grey Cup, um, which, by the way, the coverage was outstanding. What was that? What was the whole Grey Cup experience like for you covering it, you know, being from Winnipeg and having the Bombers there? Yeah, like it, it was different. Obviously, it's not like those Grey Cups of years gone by where it is a true integrated party where there's Argos fans and Alouettes fans and Ryder fans and Lions fans and there's Stamps House going off and Touchdown Manitoba and all the parties and everybody kind of party hopping like that you know like you think of a pub crawl that's what the Grey Cup is for everybody and you know for us in the media you got that time obviously during the day um, you're running on low sleep energy management is number one uh, but you know, when evening comes like, oh, hey, there's my buddies from across the country. They're at this party. Let's go. And you jump around. 
There was none of that this year, which is tough. And I'm glad Hamilton's getting the Grey Cup back in a couple years. Looking forward to, fingers crossed, a more normal Grey Cup in Regina in just about uh, 10 or 11 months' time. Um, but overall, like I was most impressed with the league. And I'm not just saying this. Like I'm friends with a lot of the people at the Canadian Football League head office, but they did an astounding job with the testing and um, with ensuring everything went smoothly, with safety, with availability, and um, you know, just making it as user friendly as possible for those in the media. Huge. Uh, shout out to um, uh, Olivier Poulain and Lucas Barrett and uh, uh, Guillaume and Mark and everybody there. They, they did a great job. Th that aside, though, Darren, like the Football Reporters of Canada hospitality suite was awesome because we all got tested every day. So we kind of just sardine canned into the hospitality suite. Uh, our good friend um, Daryl Davis, of course, uh, you know, from from yeah. Saskatchewan, uh, he hosts it every year. We had an you know, an influx of beer, an overload of beer. We had to turn down Sleeman, actually. So thanks to them and, and thanks to all our, our uh, wow. sponsors and, and donators and TSM. We had to turn it away. We had too much beer, um, but it was, it was great to be able to kind of be in that little bubble for a little bit uh, amongst the media and, and enjoy and catch up with everybody. But when it came to the game, Darren, could you ask for a better game? And there were so many storylines going into that game between the rematch of Hamilton and Winnipeg and it being the third time Hamilton and Winnipeg had met in back-to-back -back Grey Cups, 58 and 59, then 1961 and 62. The Bombers sweeping both of those. Then you look at 2019, a pandemic year off. Both of these franchises keep everything together and they face off again. But this time the Bombers' heavy favorites where Hamilton was a heavy favorite in 2019. We didn't get the upset. But we got a real entertaining uh, nail-biter football game that goes to overtime and ended on a play that I don't think you see very often on any football field. And that's like a tip, a scoop, and an interception in overtime uh, to seal it. Uh, there was just so much controversy with the knee in the end zone, intrigue and storylines. Um, aside from it being the team that I cover in it, uh, I think really Canadians across the country enjoyed that game for what it was because it was really different and really special and everybody got their full dollar value for entertainment oh did they ever and we talked about a lot throughout the year i mean in the off season we i mean the xfl talks were official they happened we were talking about that what's wrong with the canadian football league all these issues that maybe are still there and then we had one of the lowest scoring seasons since the 70s we had these tough games but then the playoffs in the Grey Cup were just outstanding. And yeah. is, is that enough to keep everybody excited and kind of forget about what the season was? Because it was, I mean, with that Grey Cup was, was one of the best in recent memory. Um, did that fix and solve a lot of the problems that we dealt with throughout the year? Well, I think that's an important question. And my answer is, unfortunately, no. I, I don't think it is. Because those that tuned in through the playoffs, a great East final, a great West final, a fantastic great cup, those people are invested in the league. You're, you've already got them. It's the ones that went to a game on a Thursday night in August. It's the ones that went to a game on a, a Sunday afternoon in September. Um, what was their game experience like? What was their fan experience like? What did the game 
provide them for their entertainment dollar. And yeah, the scoring was down this year. I know that's probably how you draw in fans. <laughs> it's unfortunate because the CFL doesn't need to curate more passion and fervor in the fans it already has. I think this year did that, especially with it being a year away. I, you know, I said this uh, to Rod uh, several months ago, absence makes the heart grow fonder. And there was some great football this year and, and defensive football that I really appreciated. I think that, you know, true, you know, pigskin heads enjoy in, in defensive football. But for drawing in those new fans, for drawing in the younger fan base, they want touchdowns, they want scoring, they want big plays. Uh, you know, Devontae Deadman of the Ottawa Red Blacks provided a lot of that on special teams, which was great. Um, but was it enough? I, I don't think it was enough to really move the needle much. Um, I, I think the league is doing good things in the digital sphere to expand and to, to draw in uh, new fans. Uh, but the product on the field, like, look, you want to talk about four downs, we can talk all day about four downs. It's a moot point to me. Ridiculous. You can't do it. But they need to find a way to continue to make this game exciting, make it marketable, make it, uh, you know, continue to branch out. You got your core. Find that new fan base. And they're right there, Darren. People always say, well, young people don't yeah. care about the CFL. I go to Blue Bomber games and outside the stadium, it's all 20 and 30 somethings tailgating. All of them. Are they watching the game? Are they following during the week? Are they watching the playoffs? Are they watching out of market games? I don't know. Maybe not. But they're right there. You have them. You got to appeal to them. I, I think that's the key in the next few years for the CFL to, to continue to grow. I agree. And, and with those 20s and 30s, you know, if you get that, group and they love it you're going to get their kids right yep. and it, it's the generation the gap is not the 20s and 30s it's actually the 65 and over it's that gap in between the 40 and 50 year olds i think is the gap that was missed you know because if your dad's taking you to the game so you can use the parents to help market the kids all four downs but um but that's different than uh sorry clark was just in my ear do you want to go to a break now clark ah the internet not so good anymore um so we'll take a break we'll come back so now it's good <laughs> okay um it could be because i've opened off and we'll take a break and come back okay this is the rod peterson okay. show we'll get back into this great cup conversation with darren bombing after this here from winyard on game plus and youtube live head to youtube.com slash the rod peterson show now you gotta subscribe click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed